zombies are found in many forms of media, from video games to film, television, and novels. As people are picked off one by one, many of the characters devolve drastically as their instinct for survival overrides their normal judgment. Just the thought about the flesh-eating undead coming after us gives us nightmares of a dark, scary, and dangerous world. But how is a Catholic supposed to act during the zombie apocalypse? St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Paul did not have to deal with the impending doom of the zombies coming after them. Today, we will examine Catholicism in the universe of the zombie apocalypse. This is truly universal. Welcome to Truly Universal, the podcast where we discuss all things Catholic in another universe. My name is Rents. Today I'm joined by three fellow Catholic nerds. Uh, my name is Ian. I am a religion teacher at, I will not name the school, and I'm a Catholic nerd. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm a Catholic nerd too. I don't really do much Catholic stuff related for my job since I do like 3D computer modeling and stuff, but I like podcasts and like Catholic stuff, so let's do this. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm a graphic designer and I do some ministry work. I would call myself the nerd nerd. Nice, nice. So we got a cool group of uh, young men talk about all things Catholic and today is The Undead, narrated by Ian. So, real quick, let's go around and what is everyone's favorite zombie movie? We can start with that. Oh boy. Let's see. Uh, do I have to go first? Can someone else go first? I don't, I don't There's so many. <laughs> nothing comes it's to mind. Not mine. zombie related, but then I like um, Attack on Titan because it's kind of like a zombie theme ex- where the giant titans go in and kill everyone one by one. Nice. Also, um, Resident Evil is a favorite one because. Classic. I like the Resident Evil, the games, not the movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, agreed. I, I do like Resident Evil, play pretty much all those games. I think in terms of movies, I really love like 28 Days Later and like Train to Busan. Oh, yeah. Train, oh, are Train to Busan just hits you in the feels. Nice. Uh, for me, I Am Legend is, is up there for me. Will Smith, uh, you get the feels with kind of post-apocalyptic world. But uh, yeah, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. oh wait, I, I finally found one. Uh, well... Well, Game of Thrones, of course, obviously. Uh, it's a zombie movie? With the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler? Mm. Whoever's hearing this, I I don't know. Well, spoiler, spoiler there's zombies. Spoiler And uh, one one particular kind of zombie that's really kind of, like, really reached into my psyche was the, uh, the you know, remember playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? Oh. And then the, the re-deads? Yes, the oh, re-deads. Okay. <laughs> like, they, like, look at you and they have that scream. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that scared the crap out of me. Uh, actually, it was so weird. I remember driving once, and I, I for real thought this brown thing in the middle of the road was a redead. And I swerved around it because I thought it was a redead. My friend was like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, did you see that? Oh, never mind. So, anyway, sorry. Enough about me. Oh, yeah. no, no. There's, there's also another one. You guys can't forget the classic of the most classic zombies in terms of, like, cartoons. Scooby-Doo. 
on Zombie Island. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's also a really good movie. Let's... But I think that you keep mentioning it. I have not watched it yet, so this is probably going to be the first one afterwards. But yeah, so as you can tell, even amongst us four, zombies are kind of permeated our, our culture and kind of our, our interest. So when we first talked about uh, this pilot for Truly Universal, the zombies was immediately the first one that we wanted to do when we were talking, drinking some beers. So these are probably discussions that you, our viewers, may have had amongst each other. So we're just going to have that amongst us. So the first question that we brainstormed was, uh, and I, I personally, I laughed at this one because it's, it's, it sounds crazy, but it's pretty practical, is are we still required to go to mass Assuming the church has been overrun by zombies. Pretty good. Pretty, okay. So yeah. what's what's the what's the take? How do we take the Catholic lens and view this zombie apocalypse? So obviously your favorite priest is probably half eaten or turned into a zombie. Your church is overrun. So. Oh jeez. So, Can I ask a clarifying question? Does this mean the entire church has been like everyone who's important? Like the priest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's go with that. Like you're you're in a Pope city. Zombie. Yeah, let's go. You're in a city where your church it literally has no priest because it's a zombie. And if you have to go to like the nearby church, which may have a priest, but it's a dangerous journey, there's zombies everywhere, it's like uh, walking dead status. What do we what do we say? I'm thinking God would understand. Yeah. Well, because we, we have don't we have you know, we already have um not dispensation, what's the word? There's some kind of like thing when it's just impossible to go to mass. They're yeah, yeah. released from the obligation. And Got it. Like in yeah. dangerous territories or, or Plus, places. you had the history of, like, people in, like, Japan or China where those underground Catholic communities didn't even have a priest for, like, mm -hmm. years and years. So, obviously, they can't go to mass if there's no priest to celebrate it for them. Got oh, that's it. a good way of putting it. Got it. Got it. So, the other question, though, as a spinoff is... Should you try to have a communion service in your homes? What's the what's the theology behind that in this? <laughs> Whoa. Well, first off, getting the Eucharist would be tough, but yeah, this, <laughs> probably. If, if the zombie priest was saying mass and they became a zombie, is the Eucharist still valid? Okay, okay, <laughs> some deep water. That's some deep, right. deep water very quickly too. Truly universal, truly universal. Should we? I mean, well, let's let's tackle that. Like, let's <laughs> let's continue that. We're Ian. We're at what point does he... <laughs> I should never have said I was a religion teacher. <laughs> what is a zombie? Okay. Oh, boy. No, you know, let's go into the next question. This is perfect. Do we consider zombies to be animals and not have human dignity? So This screams, does a zombie have a soul? Like, who, what, what mm. theologians can we, can we draw upon this to, to look at it? Well... I mean, in the traditional sense, zombies are, are dead. And to me, the soul has left the body. <laughs> yes, it's just a reanimated human It's corpse. like a reanimated corpse. So, I mean, it would be no, right? But then the zombies in Resident Evil, sometimes they're not just dead dead, but then they're infected. Where Or like, yeah, like 28 days later, where like, it's like the rage virus and the zombies are like, they're people who are still alive and they're just like mind controlled. Or the Las Plagas, too, where they're just being controlled by a parasite that's being dictating all their movements because of the hive mind that they have. Okay, so let's set some definitions. So we have probably different examples from different zombies. So let's go to the beginning. Like, what, what do we consider as something that has a soul or considered, you know, not to be an animal? Like, what are the what are some, some things that we have to consider first? And then let's say if... And let's go through each of these different zombies and say, okay, the Scooby-Doo zombie is definitely not a human person anymore. It's an animal. Versus something else. Well, 
You have the T-Virus ones from Resident Evil. They have no soul and no mind. They're just a reanimated corpse. They're just like, oh, something's gonna get me. Gotta watch out. I want to eat your flesh. Well, yeah, they wouldn't be talking. They would have language. Wasn't there a movie where like they they just super slowed down speech? That's what zombie speech is. It's Was just... it Zombieland? Oh no! What's zombie? Oh yeah, zombie. Land. Where, like the zombie falls in love with a woman and oh, is that like, cold bodies? Or yeah, something like that. Oh, that something like that. Interesting. Well, that's a little different, but I guess I think what, what you were going for, where Rents was like, what are the things that have souls? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Oh. Well, if we go off, if we go off of Aristotle. Oh, there you go. I like that. Aristotle is the, the philosopher. Anything that is alive has a soul. So, like plants have a vegetative soul, which is for like nutriment and growth. And then animals, which move around, have locomotion. And then there's the the reasonable soul, like the human soul, which is. Des- and then you know we go further as Catholics and say this thing, you know, it has like you know language and imagination and reasoning, all this other stuff. And we also gain that dignity in a sense. Um, and then I guess where do these fall in then? And then beyond that is spirits that are not you know like angels and stuff. And then uncreated spirit with God. So in the chain of being, we're like in the middle. And where's a zombie then? So are they the same as us or below us? I can think that's kind of like the question. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not talking about evil angels or anything. We can talk about yet. demons some other time. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Spoiler. Christopher Walken in the prophecy when we're looking at you. Anyway. Uh, okay. You said T virus, right? Yes. They were dead. Uh, we're like pretty much like Romero's like Night of the Living Dead. Traditional sense zombies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going really old school now. Yeah. Describe it for some of our viewers that are kind of young and don't know that that type of zombie. No. I mean, it's just like the traditional zombie is just like it's a reanimated dead corpse of a human. And in order to get it to stop attacking people, you like shoot it in the brain. Yeah. And they can't talk. It has and they no... can't talk. They have no reasoning. They just are just mindless, violent they just know that they want zombies. to eat. Yep. So in that sense, using Aristotle's model of soul, that would probably be more of like animal soul less than human probably yeah even like I would a robot so. because it's just a physical thing that's just like going because yeah, it's moving it has than... it's a lot it's moving in this in so it has something that's animating right so we get the word soul anima like but yeah I, there's no language there's no you know, yeah. then, then, don't things get complicated where they can communicate to each other though those are different zombies. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to, uh, in, in philosophy, we always put defining terms, so yeah. we have to be pretty clear about which zombies. Because <laughs> we so. we're, we're covering the whole spectrum here. Yeah, we in, are. We, we, so, okay. This leads us to a, to the next thing that we can talk about is, uh, naturally, Matt mentioned it, you know, killing zombies. Is killing a zombie ethical? You know, at what point, again, we'll have to define which zombies we talk about because... I think obviously the Night of Living Dead slower zombies. Uh, uh, it could be more ethical, self-defense. But like, what what Catholic teachings can we can we throw into here? There's the principle of double effect there. Oh, the first thing that comes to mind. That's that's dangerous. Can can someone explain double effect um, for us? I'm kind of like hazy on on that. How you're using it, Mark? Yeah. Well, it's it's the principle where you're you're trying to do a good action and. Even though you understand that there's a consequence that could inadvertently be bad, but your main intent is not to perform that bad action in the process. It's just, it could happen as a result and you recognize the risk that it could happen and accept that it will happen anyways. Got it. And that's, uh, I believe, Thomas Aquinas, correct? 
Yes. Yep. And then that's, so that's used a lot in self-defense and, and justifying that, yeah, I'm here to defend, you know, whatever, a, a burglary or break-in, and I just happen to kill the person while I'm not morally culpable. So I can see that applying for, for zombies, that it's going to eat me and eat my brains and my family, so I am defending myself. Even though yeah. it's probably my best friend and I'm going to have to gun down right now before he Ooh. eats me. Ooh, we're going to talk about that in a bit. But, but Ian, you look like you have a thought. Yeah. I always look like I have a thought, but <laughs> or I'm just hungry. Uh, the <laughs> zombie hungry? <laughs> no, for brains. Uh, brains. I, I think uh, we wouldn't be murdering. We, we, just killing, right? Killing a human life. Then it's yeah, the double effect thing. It would be a self defense thing. But if they really are without rational soul, then they wouldn't be human at that point. They would be an animal. It's like killing off a bunch of animals, mm. which is not. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So you, like right after our pilot, Peter's gonna try to shut us down, and, <laughs> like boycott us. Like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. what if you think about this though? Like, what if we go back to the twenty-eight days kind of zombies? Because okay. in that movie, it's like they're infected by the rage virus, and then the zombies are still human in the sense like they're being mind controlled, but they still have a body that's alive. And they still communicate. They st they're still rational. They talk and they have a sense of who they were. But like they don't have control over their actions. So it's and like they have a, violent actions. So it's like you're drunk or on drugs and you're just doing It's like things. angry drunk but turns it's like 20. <laughs> or like 100. <laughs> angry, hungry drunk. Like, yeah, times 20. Plus mind control. Okay, so, so that brings up a good question then. Like in that situation, let's talk about that. And then also maybe uh, how should we handle people who have have been infected. So they're starting to kind of turn into that crazy zombie. So I guess two sides of it is like, they kind of have control, they kind of don't. Like when, when is it ethical to kill them? When is it ethical to defend yourself versus like putting them in like prison or, or something like that? So we're getting real deep now. Yeah. So these are the real questions that we need to analyze before zombie apocalypse happens. While we're analyzing these questions, we're being eaten. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we're saving the trouble of future generations that are being hunted. <laughs> you know, in case yeah. the zombie apocalypse happens, you guys are ready. We've done the thinking for you. <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's tackle Matt's question first about okay, they are pretty much times twenty. They're infected. They just have no controls. Like, what what are the ethics? Can we kill those guys? It would be a self defense thing. Yeah, they're not themselves. You know, the rational they haven't died, so the rational soul is still there. Even though the powers of the rational soul are being prevented from being used, it's like I, I think he had he did a nice thing about it's like a drunk guy who's like someone who's super high attacking you. Yeah. Like I think you could proportionally kill them again because it's double effect, right? Mm -hmm. You're defending yourself or the people who you love, and you know though that's going to have a foreseen consequence. But you're not in, you know, got it. As opposed to someone on like the roof of and like with a sniper rifle yeah. just picking. Oh yeah, just picking yeah, them yeah, off. Yeah. That, that's. <laughs> We can't I remember that. And it's yeah. not like you don't have, like, it's not like that you don't know if there's a virus, like, not a virus, but like an antidote or not. But if you're just some, like, 20, 30 something off the street, you're not going to be able to develop the antidote to the T virus or the rage anything. virus. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, the second part of the question is okay, let's say that we have, uh, let's, let's, for just to keep it simple, let's focus on the typical zombie that we, you know, Night Living Dead, Walking Dead. You're slowly losing your reason. We, you know, you're going into the animal soul. So we believe, yeah, ethics and defense is there. So let's let's use that as the zombie that we're talking about. 
and one of your friends, uh, one of the, you know, it could be the priest that we talked about earlier, your friends, your mother, gets bitten and infected uh, by the zombie. What are, where is Catholic teaching in terms of how we handle that situation? So they have a bit of the reason, they're fighting it. So what, what do we do in those situations? We have, we have questions about human ethics and fair treatment and euthanasia. So what do we, what do we do? What do we do with this? Well, first, you have to still recognize that they're a person. There's that human connection you still have to deal with, but they're still going through like a lot of emotions. You still have a relationship with them and you can't immediately throw it off, even though you have these fears of becoming a zombie yourself or dying from it. That recognition of the human person still has to be one of the first things you have to keep intact before you do anything else. That, that makes sense to me. But I think about it in those like Walking Dead, those movies where like the sister is like about to kill, like get zombies infected, her sister and like, oh my gosh, you, are you going to kill her? You should kill her. Kill her. And I find myself rooting for the death of this like almost zombie. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> but yeah, so it sounds great. But yeah, you're, you're right. I think that's the part of the Catholic teaching. It's, it's hard. It's difficult, but the human connection is still there to the point. So is there a point where it becomes humane to kill? That, well, but how can you kill that which is already dead? And you kill that which has no life? <laughs> okay. That which is dead may never die. <laughs> oh, man. So in a sense, let's... Okay, so we keep the human connection. Let's say... Let's take a poll. Let's go around. Right when... I don't know how we'll figure it out, but you know that their soul moved from human soul to, you know, Aristotle's animal soul. How do you know that? Oh. <laughs> I have a little radar. <laughs> It's not like you have a scare. It's like Cuban, 50%, 49, 48, 47, 47. You're right. If only. So, so the next question is, okay, can we chain them up? Like, is, do we start to get into the to talk to them? Doesn't like, that happen like a couple zombie movies? Like, dang. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different thing. Oh, like, no, like, well, even with like Attack on Titan, when... When Aaron first becomes the the Titan. Wait, what? Spoiler! Oh boy! Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, sorry, spoiler early alert. season one stuff. So <laughs> if you guys haven't gotten all the way that far, you guys are way behind. Or I think of like in Resident Evil, like there's like El Gigante, and it's like chained up, but like only when they want to use it, they like set it free. But like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Right. I think that'd be. Okay. You'd have to have their permission. May <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I chain you up because you could kill us? And then that's okay. And then, so your so consent. <laughs> wow, this is all this thought. Is gonna, we're all gonna die. Like, but at least faster to heaven, I guess. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, let's yes. let's move on. Let's Can see. your soul go to heaven if you become a soul? Oh, at what point does a soul? Oh yeah, yeah. Like we talked. So, because we don't have anything that moves souls, right? Like we don't have anything that moves from like a human soul to an animal soul in this world. I mean, the closest may be like the vegetative state, the coma state. So does the soul leave? But I think I think I think that's just because of the way the body is that is preventing the normal powers of that soul from happening. But the soul's still there. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So that's why it's different. I think so. I think I think I think I'm different. But I think I, I, this is uh, all these quandaries, man. <laughs> this is great. This is <laughs> all theoretical. This is what's truly universal. This is why Dad, we're here. I will volunteer to fight Not off the first. Things. How's that? Not the first. I will not live in this world. <laughs> all right. Let's, yeah, uh, okay. The world. We're talking about that. So this is perfect. I think this naturally leads itself to, to the idea of euthanasia. You know, we have those There's things. a lot of them. 
I'm sorry. I'm Everywhere sorry. in this zombie apocalypse. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. So would, would suicide be justified morally if you were bitten by a zombie to prevent yourself from killing other people? So, would that be the one? <laughs> that's <laughs> so, Man. That's on so much level. You know, I, I think of, this may be, you know, rudimentary comparison, but I think of those who are, um, you know, like mercy killings, like euthanasia. Like they, want, they don't want to be a burden to their family financially. They want to kill themselves. So, but I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, there's two two scenarios. One is okay and one is not okay. The first one for euthanasia is that um, that by they are not able by natural means to keep their own health. And so if you are, like if you unplug them or so to say, that there's nothing keeping them alive, then then that might be okay. Is that is that the the one? Yeah, I think it was like if if, if you, they have a machine that helps them breathe and their heart to <laughs> beat and that kind of thing. And like the second you, you know, uh, it, it, I think they call it extraordinary kind of means to keep yeah, them alive. Yes, the versus ordinary, field. where you would just you feed them and then you give them water and they'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah, yeah. The extraordinary means is it's okay to let them kind of pass. Yeah, because they're relying on things outside of the means, like it's like an iron lung, for example. We shut off the machine yes. while they won't survive. Whereas opposed to mercy killing, which is yeah, we're gonna rush your death. Like we're gonna introduce something that kills you, whether it's lots of drugs. Lots of drugs. Pal- <laughs> you said that very enthusiastic. Of- <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah. so, of care, you know. Like, yeah. So okay, let's let's use that as um as the the template. So we talk about someone bitten by a zombie. Yes. Do we follow that same thing? Where okay, they are technically still living through natural means. They're just being taken over by this virus. But even then, when they start to lose their cognitive abilities, the ability to control themselves, and they know that from the way the other zombies are, that it's going to be violent towards others. That's where the part where it almost becomes like an issue of like, would you sacrifice yourself in order to protect those you love? You love. Yeah. It becomes an infected person's perspective. Yeah. And then we get a dangerous territory, though. I think of ethics like, do the ends justify the means? Do we justify killing someone infected for the you know the ends of saving other people? But the means is they still have a soul. And well, it, uh, that, that's one of the rules. The more rules that are always things that, is that one cannot do an evil thing to get to produce a good. Yeah. Which sounds very close to double effect, but it's not quite the same. And there are conditions, right, Mark? Yes. If you could, I think you have some way of knowing all those conditions. You could probably. Say them um, for us. Bring it down the the knowledge library or, in your head, yes. or in front of you through a magical <laughs> device. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my my Shh, this my magical mind, <laughs> my mind is like you know it's it's, right it's now, almost it's, like it's a computer. It, it <laughs> has to sift through files. Yeah, it has in network, his brain. network connectivity problems. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to the pilot of Truly Universal. Okay, so oh now my head finally was able to remember yes. from my deep, vast knowledge. Yes, yes. Like, back Please. in, like, the days of, like, going to, like, like... Oh, he's forgot. <laughs> yes. Principles. The following are true. The nature of the act itself is good or at least morally neutral. That's the first one. Agent intends the good effect, but does not intend the bad effect, either as a means to the good or as the end to itself. Got it. Okay. So they they can't intend to want the bad thing to happen. The third thing, 
The good effect outweighs the bad effect in circumstances sufficiently grave to justify causing the bad effect, and the agent exercises due diligence to minimize the harm. So they're actively trying to avoid the bad thing as much as they are able to. Okay, so right off the bat, I, the number two point just makes the most sense. It's just, as much as you want to protect your family, you're intending the negative effect of suicide, killing yourself while you're still rational. That can't justify... I don't think so, no. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. So we got... The intentional killing of oneself is a sin. It's a grave sin. It's not your life. So what would be oh, the, like, boy. the best thing to do in that situation? Would I just chain myself up or put myself in a place where I can't go anywhere? <laughs> I'd say we put you in a field of other zombies. <laughs> yeah. to know them. Would, I think they would have realized that you're one of them now. Or you go in with like guns and swords and just go charge in and fight them as much as you can, knowing well, well, away from other people who haven't turned right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you could use yourself as a distraction. Oh, you're good. Away, yeah. nice. Uh, you're gonna so yeah, fight but... them as much as you can. So, so it's like the don't be a hero, but it's like already too late because you're bitten. But yeah. you're like, might as well <laughs> go out guns blazing. So this is a new type of martyrdom. This is the zombie martyrdom <laughs> of the new generation that future generations. Who would be the patron saint of zombies? It's gonna be Matt now. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be Saint Matthew, the, mar- the zombie martyr. Exactly. And then Pray when we have statues. Okay. Last Pray last question him. that we can talk about, and this is pretty neutral. We don't have to go heavy into to Catholic theology, but how would you survive the zombie apocalypse? Like right now, like like realistically, like everyone talks about this and I was like, I'm going to get a bunker and like guns. Like I don't even know where to get a gun or how to get a gun. How would you survive a zombie apocalypse right now if we ended the podcast? I would go to the most remote undisclosed location and <laughs> I can't tell you where that is. Otherwise, <laughs> zombies will find out where it is if they know how to work podcasts. But hide in the most remote zombies. place ever. I don't, I don't think and just you wait it out. I don't think you even know where that is right now. <laughs> okay, okay. See, so um, I'd either go to the Costco or Home Depot or Lowe's. So because I, you know, think, 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 of, think of those places. I mean, they barely have any kind of windows to break through. Oh right? yeah, they have those metal kind of thing. They have a bunch of food. And they have, like, hardware for, like, putting up barricades or, like, fighting off things. Chainsaws. Um, you don't want, like, a department store where there's all windows all over the place. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That was going to be mine, except I was going to phrase it, like, do it exactly how, like, they do it in Zombieland. <laughs> just, like, in a mall. <laughs> to, like, barricade yourself. Or with, like, is there's a video game like that where you're, like, in a mall. Oh. Left for Dead? Or... Left... Yeah. No, is it Left That, that was, was, that was a great video game. I forget. I need to find that again. We will find that again. Uh, for me, I would take the ferry and then just kind of <laughs> just like drive. Oh, like, can they swim? Oh, that's, uh, I, I hope not. Um, and then I would just because the ferry has it's hella nice. Dang, I got, I got Wi Fi. I got yeah. But drinks. if you get stranded and the zombies were on there, then you're screwed. <laughs> All right, it was a good life. I'll oh, <laughs> the mall, the mall video game. <laughs> Sorry, not movie is Dead Rising. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that was a great game. Yes. Okay. Oh, I have. I Please have, remake it. Please remake it. I actually have one last question. Okay. If you oh. were, if you were to write a zombie movie, what is what is your title and pitch? Okay, title and pitch. All right. I'll start because it's my question. Yeah, yeah. Please. And mine would be called Last Resort, where it takes place on an island, like oh. a single island. Yes. <laughs> it's like Lost, but it's just like zombies. Okay. Lost and zombies. Yes. Oh boy. Okay. 
Uh, mine would be a uh, a drama. I think I, I'm gonna move away from action. It's gonna be. Um, <laughs> oh, let me think about this. It's gonna be called my life as a zombie priest. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's about uh, hear me out the pitch is is it a K-drop? <laughs> it's about a seminarian and oh they're boy. about to be ordained but the zombie apocalypse happens and they literally have to rush him or actually no it's a it's a first year seminarian so no training whatsoever and the zombie apocalypse breaks out and then the bishop's like yeah we need to ordain everyone because <laughs> we are just impressive you are <laughs> you are ordained and uh, uh and then that yeah and then so he has to go off and be like not necessarily zombie priest but like uh a priest amongst the zombies and he said he has just figured out priesthood his vocation and the zombie apocalypse all at once oh jeez yeah that's that's actually really good i i would pay money to watch that i got one okay i call it undead international where zombies infect people at an international airport hub and they're slowly boarding the planes so we have terrors in the skies and as they arrive into different countries they're starting to affect the whole world so it's like people have to try to deal with the <laughs> zombies as they're Wait, boarding so are these like it's like snakes on a plane like, <laughs> zombies on a plane snakes, are these like please tell me Samuel Jackson where they like pilot the plane <laughs> yeah, and land them yeah. Or does the plane just come down because there's zombies? Depends on how, how, how far deep they, they come I'm out. tired of this <laughs> zombies <laughs> on the mother plane. I like the Ian's tradition. Zombies on the plane. Yeah, that's a bell plane. pretty good, man. That's good. I, you got one, Ian? I think I'd, I'd do something, you know, where the Transformers come back and then they realize that there's zombies. Oh. <laughs> and then it's just the Transformers just killing yeah. zombies. So then there are no moral questions at this point. Yeah. Optimus Prime just turns into a truck and just runs things over. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he finds some community of humanity and helps them. And then Autobots get infected by zombies and become zombie robots. So, oh boy. <laughs> so that you just describe a virus. <laughs> you describe a computer virus. <laughs> you, you, now we're going to hacking. Yes. So cool, cool. Welcome to our pilot episode of <laughs> Truly Universal. Again, my name is Rents. And I'm Ian. I'm Mark. I'm Matt. And please come back. We'll see how episode two goes. So thank you again, good night, and God bless. Night. Truly Universal is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. Visit our website at www.urbanpicks.com forward slash truly universal, where you can find our show notes and social media links. The theme song is by Demi Guevara with audio production by Ethan Coe and Chris Kabilis. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.